Mile High Football with Mark Schlereth is powered by Ideal Home Loans. Denver Sports presents the Mile High Football Podcast with Mark Schlereth. Hey guys, Mark Schlereth here. Welcome into the Mile High Football Podcast. And uh, this is going to be a post-draft show. And I think the Broncos did a phenomenal job. And there was no question you could see who was running the draft. Sean Payton in conjunction with George Payton. But Sean Payton, much like he did in New Orleans, man, he targeted players. He went after players to bolster the roster that he thought could play right now. And I thought he did this throughout this draft. And I thought the Broncos did a really good job of not only targeting players, but getting players who are going to be impact players for them right off the bat, even though they didn't have first-round players. So uh, a couple things. One, they did pick up the fifth-year option of Jerry Judy. Good for Jerry Judy, but this is the time where he's got to go from being a good athlete that has potential to being a great football player that that has production. And it means you got to play 16, 17 games. You can't miss three, four games a year like you have in the past. you got to stay healthy. Two, um, potential is one of those dirty words in the National Football League. We used to say it all the time. Uh, two things we used to say all the time is potential will get you fired, and um, potential is a dirty four-letter word. Potential has got to, at some point, equate to production. And that's where Jerry Judy needs to be in his career right now. And he showed those flashes last year, especially when they moved him to the X receiver, which is the single receiver, kind of weak side receiver. When they did that, he was the main target, main guy that they went to. Um, His production was phenomenal. But Sean Payton, the Denver Broncos, George Payton, like Marvin Mims out of Oklahoma, they targeted him and they moved up to grab him. He's one of those guys that when you talk to draft gurus, draft Knicks, they'll tell you great, great speed, over the top, uh, competitive with the ball in the air, special teams-wise, can return punts, has done that in the past. Like He is a guy that's a complete football player, can play inside, can play outside, he can play the X, he can play the Z, he can play in the slot, the F receiver. So he's a guy that gives you great versatility, and he will compete in that uh, in that wide receiver room for a starting position, whether it's being a slot guy, whether it's being, like I said, an outside guy, he'll compete for a starting position along with Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, and K.J. Hamler. May spell the end for K.J. Hamler, who's never been able to stay healthy over his career here in Denver. Now, um, they go on in the third round, they get Drew Sanders, the linebacker out of Arkansas. And I think this is a really interesting pickup because – you know, he's 230 pounds, but the guy can run. I think he's six foot four. The guy can run. And as I travel around the National Football League and I talk to coordinators, they'll tell you, every one of them will tell you, if you don't have at least one three-down linebacker that is great in pass coverage, that can cheat coverage, also come up and be a run stuffer and a blitz guy, then you're in trouble. And I think that's exactly what people think about Drew Sanders. A lot of people I've talked to said they thought or they had him rated as the best inside linebacker in football. He drops to the third round for the Denver Broncos to scoop up. This is a guy that I think becomes an instant day one starter and coupled with Singletary beside him. I think it gives you a great, great one-two matchup at the middle linebacker position where they can run, 
They can defend the run. They can defend the pass. And I think one of the things that always happens to you in the National Football League is they basically dictate from a personnel standpoint what they think you're going to play, meaning they're going to come in and heavy, right, two tight ends and two running backs and sell that they're going to run the ball on you. And oftentimes, if you don't have a three-down linebacker, then you've got to bring in a a linebacker off the bench who's a big 250-pound, you know, downhill run stuffer. And then what they do is they explode out of those kind of personnel groupings out of the and they get into a a spread type of formation. And all of a sudden, you got a 250-pound guy lined up trying to cover one of these tight ends, and it's a mismatch, and that offense picks you apart. And then... You know, on the flip side of that, you're a, you're a you know a lighter linebacker. You're a guy that can flat run and do all those things. Now, you know, all of a sudden they say, okay, that that's the way you want to play this. All right, you're going to be a smaller guy. We're going to get in that heavy formation. We're just going to cram it down your throat, right? We're just going to you're going to keep your little guy in there. Now we're going to just jam it down your throat and we're going to run for four and a half five yards to carry on you. Now what are you going to do? When you get a guy that can play first, second, third down, can run like a deer, but also has the ability to blitz and stuff the run, now you got something special there. And that's what a lot of people that I've talked to think about Drew Sanders, think about the way he is. And ultimately, it comes down to how do you cover Travis Kelsey, right? When you get matched up on a linebacker, do you have a guy that can tr- cover Travis Kelsey? I think one of the other things is you play in this league. I mean, you'll play a lot of zone depending on down distance and situations. You'll play – you know, a lot of zone coverage. And the one thing about the middle linebacker is can you cheat a zone? So uh, what that means is can I get more depth and more width on a certain zone drop to take away the deeper routes and still have enough explosion to basically trigger when the ball's thrown underneath and tackle that instead of them getting a six or seven yard gain, hold them to a three yard gain. So if I'm and and I'll just kind of explain it with hands here. If I'm a middle linebacker and I'm my my heels are just buried at four yards and I'm a hook dropper, meaning I'm bam, I'm out eight yards, ten yards deep, two yards outside the hashes, and that's where I sit. Well, it's still open underneath or behind you is still opening with your dig routes and some of the other, you know, in cutting routes. Now can I do that same hook drop, but I've got enough speed and explosion to take that from eight to ten yards to 12 to 14 yards and still be able to explode up when the ball's thrown underneath and tackle it for, you know, a two or three yard gain. When you have that kind of think about Devin White, Levante David in Tampa Bay, think about guys like that. When you have guys like that, man, it makes playing defense so much easier. And I think when I've talked to certain guys that I really respect in this business who do a much better job than I of breaking these guys down, that's what they'll tell you about Drew Sanders. And the last guy, Riley Moss. Riley Moss is a cornerback from Iowa. Um, a lot of people think that they're going to transition him to safety. I've talked to a couple of people say, hey, man, this guy's a flat-out corner. This guy's an unbelievable athlete. And I think versatility is what comes to mind. Can he play outside corner? Yeah. Can he come in at his nickel? Yeah. Can he play dime? He can be in the box. He can do all those things. Gives you great versatility, and he'll compete for a starting corner position. Um, and, and these are people, like I said, that I really respect that have told me great football player will compete for a starting corner position, great athlete uh, across from uh, Patrick Stan. So um, with those things, I think they've done a great job. And then I, I think you also have to put this in, in, factor this in. 
Adam Troutman. Adam Troutman was a third rounder that the New Orleans Saints moved up years ago to go grab in New Orleans. Um, and um, he's out of Dayton. I don't think he's ever really progressed to the point they thought he would progress to. Um, but with that said, I think that he is a guy that's a better blocker than people really realize. And he is one of those guys that is a you know real big threat in the passing game. And if he could stay healthy, he could be a, a very versatile tight end that doesn't tip what you're doing when it comes to run or pass as an offense. When he's in the huddle, you have to play both of them. You have to you have to understand that he can do either or. He's a, a capable Y type of tight end, you know, a guy that can be on the end of the line of scrimmage and block. And he's also a guy that can split out outside the numbers and torch a DB, torch a safety, torch a corner. So um, I think you've got to factor that in the trade for Troutman um, as a guy that really bolsters that quote-unquote draft for the Denver Broncos. So all I'm saying is, uh, you know, a lot to be proven. Obviously, you got to prove it on the field. But I think overall – Considering you've given up all your first rounders for you know for the trade for Russell Wilson, I think overall they come out of this draft they got to feel pretty good about what they've done. Only time will tell. You really can't evaluate a draft until two or three years down the road. But uh, on the surface, I think this draft looks really good. Hey, for everybody involved in the Mile High Football Podcast, we appreciate you guys. We'll be back with you next week. Mile High Football with Mark Schlereth is powered by Ideal Home Loans. 